While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professionally licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions. Once upon a time, not long ago, I was a hoe. And I'm admitting it, can't take it back because I did the shit. I was a hoe. I'm working on new openers. Love it. Hi, and welcome to Live Love Lab, the behind-the-scenes podcast from Beauty Lab and Laser. This is Heather, and I'm a hoe. And I'm admitting it. Can't take it back, because I did the shit. Because I'm a hoe. And I'm admitting it. Okay, now, Dre, you take it away. Um, I'm Dre, and I'm learning to be a hoe. I'm trying, trying my very hardest. <laughs> it's a beatbox for I you, know. Babe. I wish I could rap. I wish I could rap. Um, yeah, I'll do. But... You know, I'm 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 maybe a hoe in training, but I am also the co-host of this podcast. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> there ain't no better place to learn how to be a hoe than under my wing, and I'll gladly teach you what I've learned Thank on you. the streets of Beauty Lab. <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes, well, today behind the scenes, I've poured champagne into a dirty latte cup. <laughs> It's like a mimosa, but it's um, just with coffee remnants. Well, yeah, it's, I think of it as an espresso new. martini, yeah. but just from mm-hmm. France. It, yeah, it's an espresso mimosa. Yeah, it's right? an espresso mimosa. There you go. And oh, right. I think we just did something. Mm-hmm. We just did something there. You guys, is it good we or gross? It. It's delicious. Okay, it's well, delicious. There you have it. everyone. Try it instead of ASMR this morning. You're just going to get espresso mimosa wraps. Yeah. Sometimes when I look over at Dre in the middle of a riff, her face is like this. I can't only describe it as anticipation and fear <laughs> suspended in like a very open and hopeful moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because her mouth is slightly agape. Her eyes are, are pleading like, please land this. And she's hopeful I will, but you can tell she's also concerned I might not. <laughs> Whatever. I know you're always, you always land it. I don't always land you it. You well, when I start out with a dirty latte cup and it ends up with an espresso mimosa, that's teamwork. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> juice, juice. So, um, Heather, it's it's been a heavy weekend. It's been a heavy week, weekend. Week, yeah. Lots of things in the universe. But just... gosh darn it, we've got a schedule. Yep. And mm-hmm. we have been doing really, been, we have been very consistent about our podcasts. Yes. Consistency. Just do it. Yes. Nobody, like Kristen Chenoa said, Nobody cares what you sound like right now. Just, Just sing. sing. Just sing. So Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. So we're so we're just going to podcast. I feel like um, we're just going to podcast. I just thought of the subject I want to do for another podcast. I'm going to write it down so don't forget. Okay, perfect. Talk amongst yourselves, peeps. So we were like tossing around some ideas of like what we want to talk about. And everything that we came up with was like very heartfelt and like heavy and a lot of feelings and... I just have to say I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so like, I want to talk about something light and fun. And what is my favorite subject? What is the thing that brings me the most joy other than my children? Um, Well, this is the buildup. This is when you, this is when you softballed over to me. All right. What, I mean, well, ask me the question. So what is the thing that brings me the most joy? I think this is best answered in the form of a musical. (laughs) Food, glorious food, (laughs) hot sausage and mustard. (laughs) While we're in the mood, cold jelly and custard. Da, 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 great big cake. Dump, cake. Right? Steak. 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 Da, 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 da. 
Oh, food glorious, food marvelous, food wonderful, food glorious, food. I added a (laughs) verse. We're talking about. What is that from? Oliver. Oliver. Never before has a boy wanted more. That's right. So I Do you mean, ever meet a guy named Oliver and not say, please, sir, may I have some more? Never. I've never met a boy named Oliver and not thought that. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Gosh, Charles Dickens, you did us in. He's just an influencer of the times. How about you know? this? Have you ever met a man named Fagin and not thought of the bandit robber? No, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Fagin? No, Fagin. Fagin. Is, is beep, beep, <laughs> beep. Okay. I should have said... I just went too deep on Oliver. It's fine. Immediately. I love it. What's the name of the other guy that's... Have you ever met an artful dodger and thought he was an honest man? (laughs) Have you? (laughs) Have you ever met an artful dodger and thought, I'd like to hire him. He seems like a stand-up guy. See, names mean a lot. Here's the thing. Are you getting hit up so hard? No, it's this. It's this. Oh. Yeah. I'll have to tell you about that. Anyway. Um, Okay, so... It was a dick pic, you guys. That's that's why there was no response in my end, because I thought, yeah, we're not talking about that later. I'll tell you right now. Just pass it along. Pass it along to someone else in greater need, because that's a hard pass. Actually, I should say that's a flaccid pass on that one. Oh, my. Well, back to food. It makes me think, well, before we go back to food, I am so desperate for Broadway to open back up. Because, like, we have some New York trips in the works. And, like, I want to see shows on Broadway with you. I know. We saw Book of Mormon together in Salt Lake. And that was so fun. It was, like, a life changer. I loved it so much. Loved it. And you have a passion and deep love for the theater. The theater, (laughs) as do I. Yes. And it's always more fun to go with someone who loves it like you do, you know? Oh, completely. I've had so many amazing cathartic experiences in the theater but I have gone alone quite a bit and going with someone it absolutely multiplies your joy it you know intensifies the experience a thousand times over to be there with someone who loves it like you do it also absolutely multiplies your grief if they're miserable yes and fidgeting and want to leave which has happened to me um me too we know (laughs) (laughs) super fun to go to a musical with someone that doesn't want to be there concerts too Mm -hmm. yep yeah Mm -hmm. you know you've hit a rough spot when you're going to willie nelson alone (laughs) yeah right and natalie merchant alone alone uh, and Tracy Chapman. But you would rather alone. go alone than go with someone who doesn't want to be there because the be energy there. of the moment is supersedes the company. Completely. The loneliness, I yeah, guess. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because music fills our souls. It does. As, as does food. Food fills our souls and and our stomachs. And it's so nice. Like, okay, so they, we, there's a quote by Shakespeare like, if music be the food of love, play on. Oh. I almost did it right. That's nice. Yeah. That's I love that. <laughs> so twelfth night peeps. so what? shakespeare basically everything goes back to shakespeare yeah it's so true i think yeah. there should be a church you, of shakespeare you said that shakespeare quote the other day that was so beautiful right to be or not to be no it wasn't that oh well, it's, when it was sorrows come they come yes. not single spies but in battalions yeah that would oh. be the type of week we had yeah when dre calls Jesus. me and i respond with the shakespeare quote as a, as opposed to a broadway musical tune then you know we're in trouble folks 
a lot of those those phone calls this weekend. But that's how we're tying together our two passions. If music yes. be the food of love, play on. And we are going to talk today about our favorite food hacks. Yes. This is the thing. It's like we all have our ways of self-soothing, right? Sure. Like some people, I mean, I do like to shop online. That's like, an, I can I can see like my mental health like directly correlates with my Amazon bills. I feel attacked, but continue. <laughs> First of all, this is why I love Dre. I'm thinking of like my Farfetch, my Net-A-Porter, like my, um, you know, my Teresa yeah. bills. And she's like, when my Amazon bill goes up, hey, I know I'm stocking up on the toilet paper and friend, paper towels. Listen, this is why you are a housewife and I am not. <laughs> Stop me dead in my tracks when my Amazon bill goes up. I know I've got to really do some self auditing. You guys, but that is where I like, you know, that's I like to shop on Amazon. Like, because sometimes I need stuff for my house or stuff for my kids, or I need, you know, if you feel fine about supporting the man, Jeffrey Bezos, Jeffrey Bezos, you did it. Congratulations. Bo Burnham, thank you. No, for sure. For thank you for your thank work. You for your work, Jeffrey Bezos. You did it. You did it. You really did it. So, but the other thing for me, like for sure, is food. Like I love food. It is something that consistently will just always make me feel better, which is fascinating. And I have to say, you have the best food hacks. Like you have a knack, and a knack for food. If the, you will. Everything that you tell me to do with like you know, little upgrades for my food, I, I do them and they're genius. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I'm reluctant to share a lot of them today because I would one day like to write a cookbook. <laughs> food <laughs> hacks. Step one, purchase Twinkie. Step two, put Twinkie still wrapped in freezer. Step three, mm-hmm. wait three hours. Step four, remove said Twinkie. <laughs> Step five, <laughs> indulge and enjoy. <laughs> and kind of what you said when you told me about the Twinkie thing, you were so funny because you said, oh, absolutely. It completely changes the experience and makes it so much more enjoyable. And oh yeah, it's I, I, good. I love it. And I love that you think that way because like food is can be such an experience. Mm-hmm. And if we can do something to make that experience even better, I mean, why wouldn't we? Yeah, for sure. Do you put candy bars in the freezer? I was just about to say the three, a frozen three musketeers takes it from oh, yes. a dime store giveaway to a French delicacy. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Yum. And lasts much longer. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have a teething baby, it's the worst thing you can give them. <laughs> Just chocolate everywhere. Chocolate everywhere. And, and goo. But yeah. if you pretend yourself is a teething baby, <laughs> it's it's not only like a weird erotic experience, but it's also it takes you to a separate level. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you ever driven down a street and found out it was a cul-de-sac and a dead end? That's like living in my brain half the time. Okay. So here's the thing, though, is what we were talking about earlier today is that like there are some like your food habits kind of change when you are not in a relationship. True. Right. Suddenly single. Because then you can kind of just be who you really are. Like a lunatic. (laughs) Don't need no utensils. Don't even pretend. (laughs) So what are what are your single snacks like things that you would only eat? In the privacy of your own You mean things I've been eating at home for the last seven years? Yes, yes, that's what I want to know. Because I know mine. Like, I know 
what my go-tos are that I did not do when I was married. Or, I mean, I think a lot of people have single snacks that they eat just outside of the eyes of their partners. Totally, yes. They don't want their spouses to see. And so it's like, it's not that they even don't. It's just they have this secret hidden shame about it. Yeah. Or it's just such a private ritual that you don't share it You don't want to share it, yeah. So mine is um, Nutella by the spoonful. Like just out of the yeah, out of the straight out, out of the jar of, out of the jar. I think a lot of people's suddenly single snacks are going to be just utensils in a jar like to gross, save. Yeah. Well, just I mean I don't think that's gross. I think that's just efficient, honestly. I know, and but I love it. But and and I did actually do that when I was married. But I would hide in the pantry, and do okay. like I wouldn't do it in front of him or the kids. Right. Like I would just secretly eat Nutella. If your husband had seen you just dig into a scoopful of Nutella, just snap into a Slim Jim, and just spoonful of Nutella right into your mouth in front of him what would his physical reaction have been I mean he probably would have started laughing or I don't know what he would have done because I th- like and why do we do it why do we hide it because I like I think I hid it because there's a stigma to like you like that I'm supposed to be skinny you know what I mean and how how am I going to be skinny if I'm eating Nutella, Nutella by the spoonful by the, by the spoonful yeah well, because you got your steps in. It's all just a balance of <laughs> energy in and out, exercise out. <laughs> Another thing that I eat a lot now that I didn't eat before um, is popcorn. I probably eat popcorn like every day. Yeah, see, I'm not a big popcorn I person. Love I, I love it. I think it's because so I have, um, like, I just. Does it bug your teeth? It bugs my teeth. Yeah. yeah. I have, well, I was going to, I was going to just automatically go to my mental issues. I have sensitivity issues. So, like, I could feel. Like a shred like of a, a husk of a kernel yeah. that would be microscopic to anyone, but I'd be able to feel it like uh-huh. deep in my gum <laughs> until, and I wouldn't be able to think of anything else until it was removed. Yeah. It's why I've had to take like floss to movies. I have to like remove, right. my, otherwise I can't concentrate on the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's nothing worse. And I, do you have like a tooth? I have a, I call it a meat tooth that like every okay. time I eat like steak or like just it just little, there's a little, little shreds of a meat little that gets tiny, stuck in there. Yeah, it's like my meat tooth, well, and I hate it, and I have to have floss if I go for steak. Which is why well, I, don't I would do recommend that you have floss just for the humanity around you with your <laughs> meat tooth, Dre. You don't have a meat tooth, guys. No. no, I don't have a meat tooth because I would like to go on another date sometime <laughs> in the next this century. Might be so why I'm single. no, I don't have a meat tooth, and if I did, I would sell it on my Tinder profile. <laughs> like, hey. One meal for me counts for two with my handy-dandy meat tooth. If my blood sugar gets low, I just root around till I find something hidden away in my meat tooth. It's just one tooth. It's between two teeth. Kangaroos have a pouch. I have, have a meat, meat tooth. tooth. <laughs> so what are your single snacks? Espresso martinis yeah. for one because they're delicious. I don't know why we didn't. I mean, did we just do something? Not espresso martinis, espresso mimosas. It sounded to me like it would be gross. Let me taste it. Espresso mimosa, it really wakes you up. Oh, it is good. It's delicious, and it's trademark. Don't try. <laughs> I'm trademarking it right now. So what's yeah? What's your so espresso mimosa? That's a new one. Yeah, well, the espresso mimosa. That's going to be a go-to. I can think now. Um, well, I just remember a, an episode of Sex in the City where Carrie Bradshaw is talking about how she takes saltine crackers with grape jelly and stacks them up and oh, yeah. eats them standing while she reads a Vogue magazine. Uh-huh. And a lot of my rituals involve like three parts like that. Okay. You know? Okay. Like 
I really like I grab a handful of cheese puffs, but follow it up with like a couple hot tamales, uh-huh. you know, some okay. sort of like uh-huh. Swedish a massage balance, experience, balance, yeah. like hot and cold, yes. you know, fire yes. and ice. So a lot of my um, really strangest ones, but I think my most single thing is to, I have a hard problem with like, once I finish like an ice cream treat or a popsicle with the wet stick, my favorite. you know, that's like, because you. if you set it on your nightstand, <laughs> it creates like almost a glue like yeah, force uh-huh, that, that can rip the paint and epoxy. And it's just, it's a nightmare. Totally. If you set it on your bed, it's wet. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's got some chocolate residue. And I don't like that last little bit of the ice cream knot. I can't suck the stick dry, if yeah. you will. <laughs> I like to leave a little. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a, it's a problem because you're so comfortable. You finish it. Yeah, but you're, you're in, in bed. In an island of a king-size bed. Uh-huh. But something I've noticed is that if you fling it, <laughs> the not only the force of the air as it spirals or, you know, spirals through the air kind of dries it out yeah, uh-huh. so it's not quite as glue-like. And then if you can get it to hit on the hardwood or even the tile in the, yeah. of the bathroom, mm-hmm. you're home safe. Totally. Then you can just get it tomorrow morning. Or the next few days, <laughs> you know. When you when you stumble upon it, you think, oh, there's that Magna Mini. And you pick it up. It's not stuck to anything. Uh-huh. It hasn't left a mark or a residue. You toss it in the bin. Done. Suddenly single snack. <laughs> Successful. And that would be my greatest joy of being single. Your stick fling is my favorite favorite Eat a popsicle and just fling the goddamn stick. (laughs) Because who's going to shame you for it? Your cat? It's like one of the great things about being single. It is. It's one of my greatest joys of being single for sure. Oh, it's the best. It's very good. Okay, so what else? Anything else? Um, Well, yeah. I'm trying to think of... Well, what's your... Let's go... Before I... Let me think. What else do I have that's like very, very... I have so many. I love to do. I don't want to reveal all of them. Okay, okay. Keep the keep them secret. Keep them safe. Keep them secret. Silence. <laughs> Silence is our friend. No, the whole purpose of this podcast is to reveal them. I'm just trying to think of one. What you want to reveal? So, <clears throat> and when you talk about like rituals, because I remember that Sex in the City episode too, and I would say that my Nutella eating spoonful thing is definitely a ritual. Because I like have to be by myself. But like, do you have a morning ritual? Like, do you do coffee in the morning? Do you do like anything like that? Do you have a morning ritual? Would you consider wake and bake a ritual? <laughs> yes, I would. Okay, well, I don't do I that. I absolutely would. Certainly. But if I did, that would be a ritual. Um, I think, well, I love my Keurig. I think it's the greatest invention of yeah. mankind. I really, is there is not one thing about it that I could criticize except for maybe the squealy noise at the end sometimes. Okay. You know, and like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> but I think it's so efficient. It's always perfectly temperature, mm-hmm. timed, cooked, cleanup is simple. So easy. The mindless. Convenience the convenience yeah. of it blows my mind. Totally. I agree. And I so, agree. sometimes I don't even want coffee, but I just want to use it. Well, that's the thing is that I feel like it is the ritual of it. It's yeah. like that, because I have, I do a morning coffee ritual too, and I haven't, like coffee's been bugging me lately. Like it's, I think it's just too acidic or something. I'm like stressed. Or I don't know what. And yeah. so it was really hard because like, I love getting up in the morning, especially when I don't have my kids and I'm alone because it's like quiet in my house. It's kind of cold. And like I love like walking into like on the hardwood yeah. and like it feels cold on my feet. And then I go into my like I have like a butler's pantry, you know, and it has that big window that looks onto my side yard. And there's a little rat that lives that like 
goes under my trampoline. You can see the trampoline from that from that yeah. window and I watch him scurry out from the trampoline and then he goes along the fence line like he has it's like a it's, it's our he ritual has, yeah he has his own ritual too. yeah it's a rat it's a rat and I want to get rid of it you guys I want to no I want to no. get a cat your, but first like, of all it's your friend but and your morning ritual buddy know, so we but, should uh, but I'm torn this because taking a dark turn he's also he's like kind of a smaller rat so he's less gross I, like I've had bigger rats in my because I have that like a mountain behind my yard yeah. and so like there are animals out there but like this little rat guy like uh, pretty much this whole spring and summer like that's my ritual like I go that could be Templeton that could be no and or like ratatouille Ratatouille. yeah I do like it but but still but I had to swap for tea and like fair is a veritable (laughs) smorgasbord orgasbord orgasbord after the lights have ceased Do you know that song that Templeton sings from Charlotte's Web? Yes, Club? yeah. Each night can be yes. underground, every round, all around. <laughs> yeah, maybe oh, he's the Templeton. feast. He really is like kind of nice and cute, but we, but that is my weird morning ritual. Yeah. Now I do tea. I've been doing tea lately, and once I figured what out that do you I do, I usually do Earl Grey. Or we're all gray up in this bitch. <laughs> so Kyle Cook on Summer House, they do like a Boston Tea Party theme party. They are the masters of theme parties and I they had all the these bags party. of tea and this beautiful pool at this house in the Hamptons and like he had the idea to with his musket blade to tear open the bags of tea and pour them in the pool oh no and then everyone's like well what did you think and then the you know the pool turned yeah. into a massive pot of Earl Grey and he's like, they're like <laughs> what did you think would happen when you put tea leaves in water he's like oh yeah we're Earl Grey up here. we're all Earl Grey up here in this bitch <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love funny people. I know. I love funny people too. So I love that you drink Earl Grey because that brings it full circle back to totally. me, which I'm always constantly trying <laughs> yeah. to do. And it worked. But I, I do think that like the morning ri- or just any rituals, they are important to, at least, they're important to me. I like the ritual of things, totally. you know? And I mean, is that because we're so Mormon still? Like, cause we like. So it feels it's, like it we're, feels it's like, like we're having like a. A happy hour if we drink coffee in the morning. I think it, I it represents know. independence and adulthood. I remember as a little girl watching those Folgers commercials or, you know, like, uh-huh. how does, like, or the, it was the uh, Maxwell House, like, good to the last drop. Or is that Folgers? No, well, I always think of the best part of waking, waking up is Folgers in your cup. And that's exactly, like a, that just made scene. me feel the spirit, like the church is true. <laughs> That was the, I it could never reconcile how I felt the spirit seeing those commercials, but knowing that it was from Satan himself. What about the the boy who's in the army, this brother that's in the army, and then he comes home and surprises them for Christmas, and he, when he gets home, everyone's still asleep, and so he makes the coffee, and the mom and the dad and oh. the sister wake up and like come down, and then he has the Folgers, and like they're weeping because they're so happy to see him. He's home from the military. Oh, that's the heart. Then the song just comes in. Yeah. The best part of waking up. Yep. Oh, and what about Finish the it. Oh, Folgers in your cup? Thank you. <laughs> okay, so what else? I So you've taught me, I mean, the best fast food order of all time. Okay, well, hit it. Queso loaded fries okay. from Del Taco. Do you do extra jalapenos? You just order yes. straight up? No, okay. I, I, I do the extra mm-hmm. jalapenos too. And I would never have thought to order fries from Del Taco. Oh. Ever. How about the Double Dell cheeseburger yeah, from Del Taco? Delicious. Delicious too. Absolutely yeah. delicious. Absolutely delicious. Shout out. We also did get a, you know, we have to be honest, we've gotten endorsements from Del Taco before. Oh, that's right. <laughs> they send us stuff. We're big fans. We're big we fans. Are. We are. Queso loaded fries are, it's a, it's, I've gone to many, many like hole in the wall ranch, like 
Mi Rancherito or like little Mexican restaurants, they can't ever duplicate it. Yeah. It's perfectly done. It's like nachos, but fries instead of chips. Well, is that is, I, I'm, I'm going to say that's a very, very like gross reduction of what the queso loaded fries actually are. Okay, so explain what they are. Well, they're golden crispy palm frites, if you will, in a queso <laughs> blanco sauce that has been like developed over time. So that it is just the right temperature to not turn the fries into mush, but keep them hot and savory. Uh-huh. Then you have a Mexican beef, if you will, kind of a taco sauce mm-hmm. mixed with a spattering of cheddar and I believe cotilla cheese uh-huh. then you have jalapenos mm-hmm. splash of tomatoes yep and that's so good that is sour did i say sour cream oh no yeah but it does have, and, does it, and it doesn't cream. have refried beans no refried no. beans it's just a, a meat queso blanco shredded cheddar and jalapenos and sour cream and sour cream oh it's delicious so good over yeah. beautifully thick cut fries yeah oh it's so 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 yummy what's um another that's like my favorite fast food thing i think that we do yeah what about the picante sauce packets on hash browns at mcdonald's oh yeah it's clutch you take a bite do the picante mm-hmm. it cuts through the grease of the yep patty but it's a great uh morning after food totally great pregnancy totally. food too if you can handle spicy because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that grease kind of absorbs the morning yeah, the morning yuckies you know uh-huh. and if you can't stomach a filet of fish which a lot of pregnant women can't or a lot of people hangover people can't yeah and you got to go with the hash browns yeah I and agree. did you notice that after COVID, like McDonald's took away all day breakfast for a, a lot of places? No. Yeah, it's gone. I didn't know that. We didn't appreciate it while we had it, guys. And this is the, this is the result. Thanks a lot. I know. McDonald's breakfast, hands down, best breakfast of fast food. I had a layover in Amsterdam and access to the KLM lounge, of course. And we were like in there and they had wonderful spread of food. But on the way there, I ate at the lounge. And as I left, I saw McDonald's. More importantly, I smelled McDonald's. Uh-huh. Yep. And I, I just was hit with this pang of like home yeah and I thought you're in Amsterdam you don't get McDonald's you big fat American you know you really feel and think that way completely and then on the trip home I just did it yeah (laughs) and I sat down and I had like the full number two combo with the hash browns the Uh sausage egg McMuffin and a diet coke and it it tasted exactly like I was in like Cerritos California so good I know where you go I know so I've heard that the reason why it's so consistent is well and particularly with their sodas is that they use the same water like every 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 location outlet. yeah because like the food can be a little bit different depending on what country you're in you know but when i lived in jordan i would go to the mcdonald's drive through and get a diet coke because like when i felt homesick because everything else tasted different right. even their food did taste different yeah and the know? coca-cola light tastes yeah. different than diet coke yeah. but like a, a coca-cola or a diet coke from mcdonald's always taste the same and it's because they ha- they don't use just whatever the water is uh-huh. they use their they own use their imported own, water yeah they import the water from ronald mcdonald land uh-huh they do yep ray Kroc. i know from the spring. you did it you really did it you and jeff bezos man <laughs> winning 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 love it so is there anything that you think you've taught your kids that like people would be grossed out if they went to another friend's house and did it um i mean yeah because i let them it's not anything that like it's not like a hack like you. I don't have good hacks like you have, but I let my kids eat weird things for breakfast like tacos, like they love the mini um, microwave tacos or like taquitos or like cup of noodles. My kids are really picky eaters too. Like They, they do do cup of noodles in the morning? Uh-huh. They love a cup of noodles in the morning. So I remember when I was, was on the daily with Grace Kim, my friend that was um, Korean, and she would tell me 
that she would just make this nice little onion broth with chives for her kids for breakfast. And I was such an ego waffle mom. I just thought, oh my gosh, I could never bridge the cultural gap. It's too wide. (laughs) What do you mean an onion broth? Like, stop. It's just bringing back like impoverished, like wooden bowls and spoons from some sort of sad orphanage. Right. She's like, oh no, that's what they want. They request it. Yeah. My kids love, yeah, a cup of noodles for breakfast. And it used to weird me out. I'd be like, no, you have to need, eat like, you know, Substance. something healthy. But I'm like, a bowl of cereal is not. No, any yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, healthy. I love savory in the morning for sure. Yeah. Like bacon and eggs. It's just fascinating to think about, you know, how much emphasis we put on food. And like, I always get frustrated with my kids, like when food takes over the experience or the moment because you eat three meals a day. You're going to eat again tomorrow. It's just breakfast. It's just right. lunch. Why are we so, you know, debating over where we're going? And the perfect example of this would be when we went to go see that concert. We had great seats to see Maroon 5, remember, mm-hmm. at the USANA Amphitheater. Yes. And because of just poor timing and poor communication and also me thinking that it was local and not like out in BFE. Right. I And I also didn't know the venue, so I didn't think food was going to be a big deal. And I... My kids are old. Like, if you're hungry, you eat or you bring a granola bar. I didn't think to feed them before our big excursion. And as a result, we get there and we miss the opening act, which was the reason primary some of them wanted to go. Yeah. And then instead of just going to get in our seats and get settled so that we can see Maroon 5 as they open, you know, Ashley says she's hungry. And so we get in line and we're in line for 30 minutes for some food court right. yes. chicken fingers mm-hmm. and fries that we're not even going to eat or enjoy. She ended up getting a corn dog. It cost us like a hundred dollars. We were in line for forty minutes, and I had to like physically restrain myself from just being like, "You can eat on the way home." Yeah, like, we can food, go through. Be Taco hungry Bell. for thirty yeah, minutes, totally. and like I've never been in an event where the hunger, it, you know, I wasn't able to immerse myself in the music. Like hunger has never been more important to me than people or friends or yeah the experience, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But it was like so frustrating to me. But I had to think, well, maybe for her, if she doesn't eat. It doesn't matter what she sees or hears because she'll be so hungry she won't even think about it. Is that right? Can that happen? I absolutely. I think that there are some people that like, if they're hungry, that is the number one need. You know what I mean? Like you can't enjoy. Absolutely, yes. Like if if the food need is not being met, then it's like everything. So you falls couldn't behind. enjoy a concert if you were hungry. I could. Right, but I some totally people could, could. But I think that there are a lot of people like that couldn't. you know, you know, people that like get hangry. Yeah, she gets hangry I mean, for sure. And I've I've like felt hangry before, but like there, but like a concert would overtake, overtake that for it, me. Yeah, you know, but like but maybe a not family like a school party. Play, yeah, yeah, yeah. A school. Yeah, if I was going to watch, you know, Elsha's choir concert, and I was starving, you would, would ra- be, you would rather eat and be ten minutes late than yes. be there on time and mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. Well, it was it was a lesson to me, but we just recently I went on a trip where they were asking we had a chef that was going to be preparing all the food and they said, "What are your creature comforts?" Uh-huh. And I just was like, "Well, I mean, I can go a week without my food creature comforts, right. you know, like yes. I don't need sugar-free amaretto sweet cream, you right. know, yeah. ca- coffee mm-hmm. made for one week. Like mm-hmm. I will eat whatever the chef makes and I will experience that and that'll be like a new thing and yeah. you really start I had to like really sit there and think like what are my creature comfort foods and I couldn't come up with any like mm. because well they I, I have them but they're so stupid like what am I going to write down on my show I love Quaker oats cinnamon and spice oatmeal but only if you have grandma sycamore white bread that's buttered and, yeah. and milk 
and you eat the hot oatmeal with the cold milk and the buttered toast. That to me is like the most delicious delicious combination of anything. I don't want to eat that every day. Yeah. And I also don't want to eat it prepared by someone else. That's like my secret special thing. Is it fancy? Is it hard to make? No, but is it like perfectly scientifically balanced and to my palate? (laughs) Yeah. And so then I was like, well, what's another creature comfort food? And I'm like, I love to slice up a banana and raspberries and put uh, squirt whipped cream on it with rainbow sprinkles. (laughs) And I'm not going to write that down on a... Well, if I have a hard day, I would love if the chef could get some ready whip, some rainbow sprinkles, and just make myself a little girl Sunday, just to boost my spirits. I mean, I'm not going to write that down. I love you so much. These are all true things. And um, And I didn't have any creature comforts. Fast forward to us being in a foreign country. Yes. Um... And we were in some a sort of quarantine, so we had yeah. to eat the meals that were prepared, and we didn't have a say in what we got. And it was fine food. It was eggs, bacon, uh-huh. you know. Beans, right? Beans. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird know, breakfast food. Normal breakfast food. <laughs> beans and bacon and some kimchi. No, just things like, and I learned to literally eat for nourishment. Like, I would close my eyes and just take, like, six bites because... I know I had to have food in my stomach if I was going to drink. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, but I didn't, there was no comfort really in it. And except for the butter, the butter was like churned from an angelic Yum. cow. And oh. we had slabs of butter in our room with just hard bread, hard yeah. tax seafaring bread. But like, it was great. But then after kind of the regimented meals, when we were eating like yeah. luxuriously, the food became comfort. It became like a celebration of everything, just all of the things you could think of. It wasn't necessarily like cinnamon and spice oatmeal with sure. buttered bread, but it was, you know, like Wagyu beef and Yum. organic vegetables and quinoa and just this explosion of flavors and stuff that made you realize like it is an important part of our life and it does add to the experience. Absolutely. Otherwise we'd all eat like astronauts and just like squirt little protein packets into our mouths mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. live our best lives. Yeah. But that would never suffice. Yeah. Completely. I totally agree. I think like I love that's one of my favorite things about traveling is eating the food, you know, Yeah. of just like being able, especially when you go abroad. It's really fun to just see how other people eat and to experience that yourself and to see it's how so much great. culture is infused mm-hmm. in food. Yeah. And I mean, we see that even like on a very like just, a, you know, a microscopic level in Utah. There are Utah foods that like I remember when I moved here. Like just laughing that there that you have fry sauce at McDonald's or you know at Hires it was I think Arctic Circle where, yeah. yeah you get it at Ar- you and, get it anywhere like well not not chains but yeah yeah Ar- Arctic Circle sells it yeah and it's so funny and like I of course grew up making fry sauce at McDonald's with your mayo packet and your you know squirt of ketchup or whatever but then to have it be available here in Utah is so it's such a Utah thing. What else is a Utah thing when you moved from Virginia here? What was a Utah food? Um, well, I mean, everybody jokes about Jello, you know that. But I think that's just a Mormon thing because I grew up eating tons of Jello too. Yeah, and did you, know? you grow up? I mean, that's the thing that's interesting. Like when there's Mormonism transcends geography. Yes, for sure. Yes. So like you could grow up in South America as a Mormon and probably have had funeral potatoes uh-huh. and the chicken salad with the grapes and the mm-hmm, celery and mm-hmm. the canned chicken chunks Completely. on a croissant. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot more comfort food, at least for like how from how I grew up. And maybe it was just my mom. But like and because I have grandparents that live here, that was like a big thing that changed with our diet. Like Sunday dinner 
was always like a roast or, you know, something in the crock pot or whatever, because we'd go to my grandma and grandpa's house. And maybe it's generational, but I always equated it with just it being Utah, that it's yeah. like a comfort. And I think know, we cook in quantity food. and comfort, a lot of comfort foods are easily spooned out Absolutely. and not, not portioned out, not plated. Mm-hmm. And so comfort and quantity go hand in hand, like with family, but it is. Yeah. Uh, but I would say a, a total Utah thing, swig. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, I, do they have swigs in other states? Like, or is a drink drive through place? And I always thought, because it started in St. George. And it did. Uh-huh, That's the, the first swig is in St. George. And I remember going on spring break to St. George when my kids were little and like hearing about, like, oh, you have to go through this drive through place. It's just, it's a dirty Diet Coke, you know, blah, blah, blah. And thinking, this is so dumb. Because it's it's because we don't drink, you know, in Utah, we, like there's not Well, it's not like scandalous, like the fact that we call it a dirty Diet Coke. Like yes. it's somehow a little bit naughty. It's a little bit adult. It's yes. a little bit fun, but it's still innocent and heartfelt. And you can take the whole family. Mm-hmm. And you can get your pink cookie and, you know, all the things. And, and you can have like a Starbucks ritual, but in Mormon code. Exactly. Exactly. But I think that is a total, I wonder if it would do well in other, well, probably because everyone likes Diet Coke. Everyone likes soda. I don't but know like, because you would... Swig is like a cultural thing, you know, mm-hmm. that like, I, and I'm not super into it. I never, is Swig where they do the fruit chunks that come up through the straw and make you feel like you're vomited? Um, well, that that's the fruit water and it okay, is delicious. Well, that's, that's like. I love the fruit water. That makes me, never get me a fruit water. Okay, I won't. I, I, I want a dirty s- Diet Coke. I don't want anything. <laughs> you I want, want, a I, want a, I want a thing of pebble ice that I can put, you know, vodka in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that is a total Utah thing, right? For sure. Completely Utah. And it Would is- you consider it a creature comfort for someone? Like if they're like, if you, I'm going on a trip for a week and if the chef could make me a thick sugar cookie coated in frosting uh-huh. with a Diet Coke with lemon and coconut and, yeah. you know. I, absolutely. I think your pebble ice with your Diet Coke and your flavorings, complete creature comfort. Okay. So this was my whole point with this thing. Like. If it is your creature comfort, wouldn't you want to break from it, a forced break, I so would. that you come back and you love it that much more? I would, but I think that some people like, f- like have to have it in order to function. Yeah, yeah, I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I'm not either. I Even like- with coffee, like I, you know, if if coffee wasn't available, like I like it and love it, or my tea or whatever. Like I think if I was not in my house and doing my normal ritual, I. I think I'd be fine. You'd be fine without it. Like, yeah. it's amazing the things. That, like, I never thought I was a fan of green juice. And this chef made this, like, delicious, spicy, fruity, lemony, acidy, healthy, you know, all of the elements, mm-hmm. green juice that I couldn't, I mean, I would, like, slurp it off the ice cubes. I loved it so much. Really? But it felt like it was hard to make. So I, like, never wanted to, like, ask for more. Yeah. Could you go press seven more pears <laughs> and a few more cucumbers? Because I'm, I'm feeling like another green juice. I might not drink it all. Just a sip. <laughs> Pluck some lemons from the Meyer lemon tree. It was so delicious. Yeah, well, remember, life is short (laughs) by the lips. (laughs) Guys, we may be phoning it in, but our love for food is real. Oh, my gosh. And the lab loves you. And it loves food, apparently. Mm -hmm. Also, it's always darkest before the dawn. If we were really to talk about the things on our minds and hearts right now, you guys would... (laughs) Call the authorities. I don't even find joy in food anymore. Let's talk about when I used to like food. Let's talk about creature comforts. Luckily, I always have food. It never fails me. I love it. I'm grateful for it. Food, glorious food. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, till next week. Remember, the lab loves you. Life is short. By By the the lips. lips.
that stupid.